The year is 1998. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club going through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, your comic book journeyman, and today I'm joined by Charlotte, your comic book rainbow belt, uh, who, Charlotte, is a lovely, intelligent, and thoughtful podcast co-host, and I'm lucky to have her. Hi, Charlotte. Uh, Hi, thank you. That's very nice. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I just I want to start expe- out. I, I I don't expect wholesomeness. Yeah, we usually so we you. usually rib each other a little bit at the beginning, and I thought, what if yep. I just say something nice about Charlotte instead? Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm very happy to be here to record with you. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. I'm glad. Um, I I will say, my my intention was just to say something nice, but I said it, and then you were responding, and every impulse of my body was to saying, "Say psych." right now <laughs> and i had to resist just going psych <laughs> because wow uh, i'm I a can child feel that there were a lot of thoughts be, 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 be behind yeah. this compliment yeah yeah that's uh that's how my stupid brain works anyway it's a 1998 yeah. variant cover um we have a couple listener questions and then charlotte and i are just gonna kind of go grab bag on you uh lots of random stuff we got to to talk about today, I guess. Going rogue. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, we are, I think this is coming out between uh, the Spider-Man episode and the, the first half and the second half. So we've already talked Heroes Return and Spider-Man, um, Mutant X is coming up, Man-Thing, and then Marvel Knights era. So we're both pretty excited to get to Marvel Knights. There's been a lot of talk in our Slack about whether or not 1998, it's better to start on Heroes Return, which is more indicative of like marvel overall but somewhat middling i would say like middling to good like leaning good but not excellent um or to start with marvel knights which is the like more standout stuff apparently i haven't read it in a long time we'll see how we all stand on it this time but the like somewhat more well-regarded stuff but it's like inhumans daredevil and black panther which is like not quite as big although daredevil and black panther are pretty Pretty big now compared yeah. to how they were I mean, in 1990. I guess the, the Marvel Knight stuff is more like best stuff lists. It's like the most well-regarded of the time. And mm-hmm. the Heroes Return stuff is more, is more the like big picture important in that it's some of the biggest series at Marvel like of all time. So like it's, it's interesting done by to some see of the bigger their names. first big relaunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like Kurt Busiak, people like that. So yeah, it's it's interesting in studying the history of marvel but maybe less like yeah it's it's not going on any top top tier list although i guess some people really love the avengers stuff so that's yeah yeah a lot of people have been coming in and saying i don't think we we really put it in the same conversation here i i can see that those avengers comics were interesting enough and people in the slack who really love that run do say 
that like it gets better yeah and that like that's i, I yeah mean, i i'm biased against it just because i really don't like the camelot stuff like that's one corner of marvel that i've just <laughs> never been interested in you know like I, yeah. I just never i never vibe with that stuff so like i'm already biased against it and then people are like yeah, that it doesn't stra- start out on its strongest foot except for like art wise so that the mm-hmm. actual like stories do get better and more engaging so i could see that i could see that avengers comic like really finding its feet because it started out pretty good like and uh especially that as far as avengers comics go like stuff that we've yeah right yeah yeah. it's very good like yeah there's not much competition Mm -hmm. agreed i mean i I would put it with the like 80s roger stern stuff which i i also like but don't love but like i can find there's stuff about it i do love and then overall i'm like yeah it's pretty good um, and the, it does like, ro- the roster stuff, which change I like. of the yeah exactly the mm-hmm. change of the roster stuff is like a big part of the beginning of the this nineteen ninety eight stuff and like that stuff I think we both like about Avengers that yeah, business organization matters situations yeah. fun stuff yeah yeah just like roommate drama that kind of stuff like yeah I mean yeah. that's something like people say a lot about modern Avengers like what should be done with the team and rather than holding them up as like those classic uh, heroes to be worshipped like it's more workplace drama is kind of often the more often the more interesting way to approach it and I think that's that's often what we see and what why we like the the Rossa stuff yeah you can you can like find a good balance between like the larger scale yeah, I think, I think Hickman and... in the 2010s finds a pretty good balance, at least in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't read that yet. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, because also you can you can have it be that, like, it's so insular. Oh, God, what am I thinking of? There's something, hmm, there's some run or something where I'm like, the whole run is just, like, all the problems are their own problems now. <laughs> Right and internal problems. Yeah. So like you you can do that where as you're far like as Avengers run go. I, I don't remember something something's like cueing that in the back of my mind. I can't remember if it was an Avengers comic or like maybe a Justice League or something. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, yeah, you have to ba- have a balance of like why do they actually exist or if they're only going to cause you know if all their problems are just internal ones. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still looking for that one great Avengers series. I still don't think we've had it. Some people I think would argue this Busiak perez series is that i don't really but um it's At closer least, i mean we also only read three three issues, issues. it's hard right. to, to yeah. decide for a whole run totally but yeah i totally. don't think at least those first three issues didn't promise that for us mm-hmm. uh, yeah i'm curious maybe i don't, I don't know if you read anymore long... but i might i might by curiosity just run a, read a bit more on my own i mean i yeah this is one of those like if i had infinite time Maybe I'd like yeah, I know. go back to pick it up. I mean, I'm um, definitely more curious about Thunderbolts than I am about these Avengers stuff. Like I really liked uh, Thunderbolts in. I know you're a big Thunderbolts fan. I think too. it was. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like it. Except Speaking of which, movie. yeah, exactly. There's a Thunderbolts movie being planned, which uh, we can yeah. talk about a little bit. Um, I think it's kind of odd, but then I remember I was like, "That's weird," like a Thunderbolts movie, and then I remembered that we have an incredible Baron Zemo in the mcu yeah <laughs> like and i'm like oh okay i could see him like especially post um falcon, falcon and winters yeah, yeah. I, I keep wanting to say captain america winter soldier um i mean wasn't that the name of the final episode like they changed the title to that in the final did episode, they like that again i, I don't remember. remember um yeah but falcon and winter soldier he, him in that he's he's so good and charming and like scary and um yeah that yeah, actor he's really good i mean and we'll probably see, like, Yelena Belova is very good, Franz Pugh. Uh, I think the US, US agent was pretty good in Falcon Soldier. I'm interested to 
to see yeah, them maybe, there again. Maybe like they kind of. I think there's an interesting team to be built there. You think that's the way they're gonna go? They're gonna pick these those characters. That's kind I of. I mean, I think that's like the what's her name, the Contessa, uh, mm-hmm. like has been assembling her little team. You think team, that's what it's uh, going on that for? side of the MCU? Okay. I think so. Like, what's yeah. I mean, what's that if that's not Thunderbolts? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I guess also like. There have been other iterations of the Thunderbolts in Marvel Comics that aren't this yeah. one. So, like, I don't see those characters mapping on to this one exactly, um, you know, as, yeah, like, I villains, mean, right? There's like, a tendency th- of making the Thunderbolts more into a Suicide Squad-esque team like, uh, sometimes. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, Dark or, Avengers kind or like of thing. like yeah. stuff we saw with uh, Freedom Force on the X-Men side in the, in the 80s, like the kind mm-hmm. of villains used by the government uh, kind of team so yeah di- different from the initial Thunderbolts team but i think there's there's a balance to be had like I, either way it's like villains doing superheroic th- superheroic things uh in one way mm-hmm. or another and that's yeah that can be interesting yeah that, that's interesting uh the director's pretty not notable <laughs> like their uh their most yeah. well-known movie is uh paper towns the um like the john oh, okay. green adaptation from 2015 uh so Strange, um, kind of a strange yeah. choice. Actually, you know what? If we're talking MCU in general, the MCU's like phase six or whatever has a real lack of like interesting, um, like directors behind it. With the or phase, phase six five. is like only three yeah. movies right now. Okay, yeah, and that actually they got Daniel, Destin Daniel Cretton from um, Shang Chi to do yeah for the first Avengers, the which, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um. Let me see. It's Quantum Mania's Peyton Reed, which eh, not that hot on. But then the new Captain America movie, New World Order. It's the guy who directed the Cloverfield Paradox. The Cloverfield which, Paradox, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a movie called Loose, which I have not seen. L U C E. Uh that okay. apparently is not very well received. Um and then yeah, the uh the Blade Director. I think the Blade Director looks somewhat interesting. Like they've had a small indie career. So I mean sometimes those people surprise us. And also like the Russo brothers had a terrible yeah. not a terrible, but like they had was it Marley and Me, I think. The the Owen Wilson dog movie I was don't like no, but like some yeah, some <laughs> yeah. some comedy so, and they, or something. They turned out well. You know, also like a lot of the directors don't get too much of it. I mean, Chloe Zhao is a very notable uh, film director in the Eternals has yeah. very little of her actual like style and touch on it. So you know, I mean, the the directors kind of slot in um, and yeah. really it? are there yeah. to like work with the actors. I think so. You know, as long as they're competent with actors, um, that's that's yeah. probably the biggest part that matters. Anyway, um, I don't know. People, people, someone on the Slack asked us to uh, talk Marvel MCU. We could talk about it for a few minutes. I don't have too many thoughts. Uh, like nothing yeah. too big has changed. Um, what's what's the project that they've announced uh, either like right now or they've announced a month ago that, what's the thing you're most excited about i think the the newest thing well yeah yeah the stuff out, out of the new stuff that they announced which wasn't a ton i think they basically they announced we already knew about they blade captain america stuff, 4 yeah yeah but we already knew blade I think the captain only america really 4 new stuff are the two avengers movies mm-hmm, and yeah. That's kind of it. Even Thunderbolts and Captain America Four had been rumored for a while. Yeah, they 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 announced the new Daredevil show, which I am, oh yeah, like not that excited about. I wish he had a movie instead. Um, I would have much preferred him to be getting a movie. I think I think Charlie Cox can carry it. And uh, but then again, like my complaints with the Daredevil show are like how Netflixy it is, which is that it's like too long and bloated and like 60% of it is uh, filler. So I'm sure excited about it being 1.5 uh, times longer. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, is it long? Is the season long? It's 18 episodes. Oh, weird. Uh, okay, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Because uh, I but, really like, I mean, even <laughs> even the shows I don't like, I appreciate that there's <laughs> six to eight episodes on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So, oh, what a bummer. Okay, so yes, yeah. the thing that I'm most excited about is they announced two Avengers movies. You know, just having some kind of, like, a destination, like Dave said, is exciting, right? Like, having a big thing where every, you know, all the stuff will kind of come together and converge and having the big event movies is exciting. I, I yeah. am not, like disliking the movies we're getting currently because i don't see a big direction to it it's not like that's like a drag on it but they are exciting right like they they are fun so yeah and the yeah. kang dynasty is the first one and then they're both coming out the same year we're gonna get one in may and one in november of 2025 for uh, now like I, yeah right of <laughs> that course. sounds really yeah. weird to me and i'm expecting some dates to shift around yeah sure who, until who then yeah um, yeah like, w- what i'm excited about Phase six, starting with Fantastic Four and the Secret Wars. If they don't have a good Doom, don't know how that's gonna work. Like mm-hmm, they need a sure. good Doom, and I'm excited for some good Doom on the on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I mean, also, who knows? Who knows what direction they take? People are like, "Oh, Secret Wars." I've read that event. I know what it's gonna be, and it's like, well, no, you don't, because the MCU never really like just follows it. Yeah, know? I mean, it I'm expecting them to mix the like '80s version of Secret Wars with the 2010s, and like, and some, and some, and some other stuff. But I don't, I don't think it will be like an exact adaptation of either of those. You think we're gonna get Battle World? <laughs> I think so. I think I mean, in some way sure. we'll probably okay. get Battle World. Like I'm. I- no, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil the 2015 event. Yeah, I don't know anything uh, about people. Secret Wars. Uh, yeah. I, I know Doctor Doom is involved, and I know the multiverse is involved. And that's, like, about all I know. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you know what? Like, 2025? That's probably enough time we'll get there in the club beforehand. So, that will be nice. <laughs> like <laughs> we, You might get spoiled by the, the trailers, but... Before yeah, we, yeah, like, sure. That's that will probably be the the approximate timing. I'm more excited about the. I mean, I'm I'm more excited about specifically one animated project is which is the Spider-Man Freshman Year series, which is mm, like okay. uh, it. At first, they announced it as like a prequel to Homecoming and the MCU Spider-Man, but now it seems like th- that's kind of that, but also in an other universe where Norman Osborn replaced Tony Stark. Uh, that's that sounds fun. The the style is very Ditko. That sounds fun too. Uh, it has like kind of big cameos. It has Daredevil. It has Dark Ark in the classic. Uh, um, I was gonna say Kirby Ditko design. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some fun stuff. Fun stuff there. And we've been overdue a a good Spider-Man animated series for a while. So I'm did we actually get? That. I I didn't watch any of the trailers. I'm trying to like. Like I didn't watch the new She-Hulk trailer. I haven't watched the Black Panther trailer. Yeah. I'm trying to like. The only two trailers were those two. Okay, yeah. So, like, I, I did see the um, the concept art for the Spider-Man show, and it does look yeah. cool, and I am skeptical. So, I'm skeptical that the actual show will look like that, and uh, mean, it will look as cool I'm as more that. excited than the what-if stuff that's well, still that, in that's the what same I mean. like, style. And yeah. Marvel Zombies is also in the same style, which is crazy to me. Like, do something it's very new. boring. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited about Freshman Year being something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Armor Wars. Armor Wars seems neat. Uh... And uh, Armor was like Se- was there was nothing about Armor was that's the only thing they didn't talk about. Oh, sorry, I was mixing it up. Secret Invasion, um, the Secret yeah. Invasion show, but we will be getting like Ironheart next year, which is uh, which is interesting. Uh, you know, actually, out of all the is shows, Ironheart next year? No, yeah, Ironheart tw- is in 2023. Ironheart is like, oh yeah, it is. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. the show. I mean, you know, uh, 
Yeah, I, th- I think the... I, I'm excited about a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I'm excited about She-Hulk. Like yep. I, I, I have expect good high expectations for both those. And then the show that I'm kind of most excited about is, besides that is uh, Echo. She was so good in Hawkeye. Oh, okay. She was such a standout in Hawkeye. And I'm like pretty jazzed to see her like in her own series. You know, I think like yeah. she's such an interesting character. She was like... she. I mean, I was more excited about her walking out of that show than I was Kate Bishop. So, um, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty I'm, good. I'm curious about what they do with Echo because that's not a character that has a lot of stories in the comics. She's mm-hmm, had maybe right, one yeah. solo series and otherwise she's like a secondary character in some stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm curious what they do with her. Um, like, I hope they they build her own story rather than use her show as an excuse to be Daredevil 1.5 or like Hawkeye 1.5, something like that. I mean, uh, she yeah, will I, be I'm, like I'm curious. Daredevil. Like, I mean, she's a... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I think it's already confirmed that both like Charlie Cox and um, Vincent D'Onofrio are going to be in the show, oh, yeah. which is weird because Vincent D'Onofrio friggin' died at the end of Hawkeye. She, he got he got shot in that head in the head. Yeah, people and dying like, and then coming back to life in I my superhero comics. I don't understand because the show really made it clear to me that like that was the end of Kingpin, and I was like, well, that's that. Don't have to worry about that guy anymore. Now he's cast again. It must be flash. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, I'm not being serious. Okay. <laughs> I was making a joke about how stupid it was that they tried to like be like, and now he's dead <laughs> at the end of that series. Yeah. We brought Vincent D'Onofrio back for one and a half episodes of Hawkeye, and that's it. <laughs> like, what a stupid <laughs> thing to think. I, how amazing would it be if in Spider-Man Away Home they brought back um, Daredevil just to be killed and then never brought back up again? <laughs> <laughs> They should have done that with Iron Fist. They that should do brick- that with Iron Fist in the Daredevil show. That brick comes through the window in uh, No Way Home and just hits Daredevil in the back of the head and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking perfect. Um, yeah. Okay, so the let, let's get to some questions. Uh, i got a couple listener questions here. Uh, Andy writes, this isn't really a question, it's kind of a prompt. I'm interested in hearing about Charlotte's grad school research into YA Lit. Ooh, I'm interested as well. Well, Charlotte, tell me. Yeah, I mean, research is like um, I'm. I can. What's the equivalent? It's master's degree in in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. what it is. I think. Um, so I just finished my first year. So yeah, to, to, some backstory. I'm studying in a master's degree on yeah children's literature and YA literature. Um, it's it's really interesting. It's still like in the classic university uh, format, I guess. Which. Mm-hmm. Never, is never perfect for me, but just because the, the the subjects are very interesting to me, that's enough to motivate me. Uh, it's it's interesting. We've had uh, one of my favorite classes last year was we just had three conferences on the theme of uh, lost paradises in um, in chil- in children's literature. The first one was about the Fellowship of the Ring. The second one was about the Neverending Story, and the third one was about like post-apocalyptic series um, stories in general and specifically the last of us video game which is like very interesting thing to to treat in an academic format so yeah i I mean i guess but like last of us i i like last of us but it is not exactly like cutting social satire it is like it's all just mostly about like that personal drama that's kind of an interesting thing to look at like i don't does that does that game have much to say about like you know, any, any larger social issues? Maybe it's been I a mean, long it's time not, since I played. It's not it. really about social issues. Like what we studied was that the the um, 
the ideas having to do the themes of Lost Paradises in The Last of Us, like the mm-hmm. and the visual imagery, a, a lot bringing to like heaven and hell and the like the fall from the fall from the the garden mm-hmm. uh, stuff yeah. like that. That is like there are some references or like imagery from that. So it's like looking at how those themes, ideas, and literary subjects. Uh, appear in post-apocalyptic stories in general and like taking the example of The Last of Us that does mm-hmm. that that does that a lot hmm, okay. um, and in the like paradise loss in the relationships between the characters too yeah okay yeah that, is, that sounds really interesting uh, a lot of, pe- yeah. of our listeners when you said children's literature and then you said Fellowship of the Ring they're all gonna they're <laughs> gasping and uh, <laughs> clutching their pearls <laughs> um, I mean, it is no it, it is it is yeah. It is, but it, I mean, to, um, Lord of the Rings less than Bilbo the Hobbit, but it's it's still um, it's still Bilbo the Hobbit. <laughs> okay. It's just called the French, Hobbit. In French, is it called in Bilbo French, the Hobbit? The title is Bilbo the Hobbit. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> um, so it, it I just like, point out, specifically, you are studying English literature, right? Not necessarily. Not anymore. I thought that's is that what your bachelor's is in or your your yeah my my bachelor's degree, degree was in like English in general, but now okay. my uh, master's degree is in like liter- children's literature in general, not huh, just okay. uh, French, English, uh, any any language. Um, children's yeah. literature. You <laughs> we, mean we comic books? <laughs> we don't. St- we I have a class on comic books and like bande dessinée, which is the European comic books. Uh, next semester. I didn't have any uh, in like the year that just ended. That mm-hmm. should be interesting, and like that's probably what I will personally talk about in my, uh, in my what's the word, uh, the thing you give at the end of the <laughs> the master's degree. Can find oh, um, oh my god, yeah, my my, my mind's thesis, I guess. Too. Yeah, 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 thesis, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, yeah. great. That sounds uh, that sounds really interesting. Thank you for thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I have a question here from Peter. What's your favorite animal at the zoo? I I've been living like ten minutes from a zoo on foot for the past year, and I still haven't gone there. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Even though it's free for me because I live in the same city. Come on! Oh my god! Well, we live I like know, a ten-minute drive from the San Diego Zoo, and uh, we got an annual pass last year. So I think I've been about five times in the last year because I'm nice. better than you, Charlotte. Um, and my <laughs> favorite animal is probably, hmm, I mean, like the most interesting one to watch are the primates right like the gorillas yeah. uh just because they're like fascinating to watch and they're so intelligent but probably like the one i like seeing because they're so freaking cute is the anteaters the giant anteaters are just adorable oh, and yeah, so the alien long, like nose thingy yeah. long nose long tail and they just had some babies uh and i'm really excited Aww. to go back and see them they haven't like premiered the babies yet because they're still like in uh, seclusion with the mother but Pretty soon they'll be like showing the babies off, and I'm yeah. very excited about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I an answer that's kind of a cop out answer because I don't like going to zoos that much, but I I do like going to farms and like seeing the goats and the cows. That's like that's my kind of animals. I like petting cows; they're really cute. So yeah, I guess goats and cows, but they're not really zoo animals; they're more farm animals. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, my, my the San Diego Zoo has some goats you can pet. Um, nice. My favorite animal to watch is human beings, because in this dang earth we call a zoo. We, I call a zoo. Was that anything? We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> that was nothing. <laughs> no, that was much better than what I did. Thank you for salvaging that. 
Yeah. Did you see the the thing on Twitter about um, like some kind of primates in the zoos that they had a button inside their like cage, I guess, and it, could... it administered cocaine every time they pressed it. Yeah. No, it sprayed water on the human guests uh, outside <laughs> of their cage if they pushed it. That's <laughs> that's a very fun idea to me. That's incredibly funny. Yeah, because the gorillas yeah. clearly like feel territorial towards the humans. Like they do that, yeah. um, like charge and pound on the glass thing a lot. Um, you know, like they'll just be sitting there eating food, and then they'll get up and they run past the glass and they slam their fist on it, and then they run away. <laughs> Which is really funny because like they don't make eye contact, so they look they seem very pouty and very like petulant. Um, yeah, but yeah, clearly they are like trying to shoo the people away. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's interesting. That's really funny though. I'll have to look that up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just want to say uh, congratulations to our longtime Slack member, Dustin, who just got married yesterday. Congratulations, Dustin yes. and Rachel. Yep. Um, I just noted that. And I uh, just want to say a shout out to him. Um, yeah, Kangpin. This, this is an interesting question. Kangpin asks, who is the main character of Marvel at the end of 1998? By main character, I mean who's got the most power, who is the bullpen favorite, who's the one really leading the charge in crossover events? Yeah. This that's, one's a little... That's a good question. It, it's a yeah. little weird because... There's no clear, like, well, this comic's the best <laughs> of 1998 yet. At least we're, we're only, like, halfway through it. So um, I can't yeah. really say. So I, I looked I mean, up... I don't oh, really yeah, think about it in terms of, like, best characters. Because I think someone asked a similar questions when you were in the 60s or 70s about, like, mm -hmm. the character that encapsulates the decade. And I think for the 60s, you said the thing. I can't remember who you said for the 70s. Um, like that's that's an interesting question to me. Like who encapsulates the, the decade? And to, mm -hmm. for the 90s, I'd say it's like someone like Deadpool or Cable, probably. Mm -hmm. um, but like the as for the main character, like the one, the bullpen, I guess, is trying to push forward or something like that. I guess yeah. he's not main character, but Franklin Richards is as at the center of the biggest stories. Like he's the one that changes the universe and all. Like he's more a a like literary tool i guess like he's yeah. used to yeah, create yeah, situations yeah. more than an actual character but he is he's at the center of a lot of stories so i don't know yeah that that's counts. an interesting that's interesting because it's like are there really it, it's kind of like rick jones where i'm like are there really like huge rick jones fans he just keeps popping up right <laughs> like <laughs> same with franklin richards like he's just very prominent um but then yeah is he actually like popular or yeah. is he just like a you know a really an easy tool to use, like you said, like a literary device. Um, so I, I looked up like sales because, you know, like what, what we talk about on my Marvelous Year often, you know, it's looking through like a critical lens, not through a like popularity lens. Um, yeah. of, like what was going on? I mean, X-Men and Spider-Man are, are it, the top for the 90s. It's not even Spider-Man. It's all X-Men. So like yeah. 19, 1998, you get a smattering of like Avengers uh, smatters through like the top 50. Because I think it was okay. just, like, the beginning of a new era, and it was doing okay. So, like, end of 1998, it's... <laughs> well, actually, it's a lot of horny comics. It's all, like, very image-influenced horny stuff. So, Fathom <laughs> and um, Witchblade. Uh, what, what's that guy's name? Um, he does very oh, horny... Okay. Michael Turner uh, stuff. Okay. Incredibly horny. Um, are, are the number one and number two comics, Fathom and Witchblade, and then it's like X-Men, 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 Battle Chasers, X-Men, 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 all the way down to like 17, then you get Avengers, more X-Men, like 10 more X-Men, Spawn, uh, one issue of Thor, Thor number one, Iron Man number one, 
1999, after like the relaunch of all the series, if you just want to look at that, Tomb Raider number one is the most popular comic of the year, <laughs> which is very, okay. <laughs> very strange. And then it's like X-Men all the way down and you have to go all the way to, let's see, th- number 32 is the first non-X-Men Marvel comic and it's Wolverine, who's still an X-Men. Um, yeah. And then beneath that, it's 44 is Avengers number 16. So, like, it's X-Men. Like, X-Men is by far and away. And then Spider-Man. Like, where's Spider-Man even show up in this list? Um, Yeah, I thought Spider-Man... Amazing Spider-Man. No, he's, he's like, the shine has come off the apple for Spider-Man. He's number 80. I guess the Clone Wars... The Clone Wars... The the Clone Saga really damaged the (laughs) The Clone Wars. (laughs) It should have been the Clone Wars. Like, Daredevil is outselling Spider-Man in 1999. Like... It's kind of wild. Like, there's a bunch of Daredevil issues that are way above Spider-Man. So, like, he is, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not doing that well. Um, by then, I think people are are a little tired of him. But X-Men is still like we're not even reading any X-Men in 1998. Like, I think we read Mutant X, and I don't know what A Next is. I don't know if that is X-Men related. A Next is the Spider Girl uh, Universe Avengers. Mm. Oh, oh, really cool. I'm excited about reading yeah. a little more M2 because I really like Spider Girl. I, I think I like yeah. Spider Girl more than most, actually. Um, more I was than like, me, definitely. <laughs> I was like defending it in the Slack, and it kind of seems that most people are like, eh, lukewarm yeah. on it. And I was like, I think it's, it's pretty fun. Um, Yeah, so I mean, my answer wouldn't be like the real answer, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I mean, it also to 1998, like, it's tough to say. We haven't finished like. Looking at this list, I think Inhumans is my favorite comic, but like Inhumans are certainly not the main character of 1998. Yeah, and I, um, it's there's really, I mean, to me, there's really three eras of 90s comics. There's like the beginning of the 90s and the the beginning is, of the Image guys at Marvel the and the, the Infinity 80s. stuff with Jim yeah. Stalin. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of the end of the the end of the 80s. Then there's the Clone Saga, Heroes Reborn stuff. That's like kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And then the beginning of the 2000s with Marvel Knights. Like that's. That's really three eras of the '90s that are mm-hmm. deaf, that are hard to reconcile in one coherent package to me. Yeah, you feel like um, the uh, the '80s runs into the early '90s, like the good yeah. stuff from the '80s, and then the '90s. And once you're out of Heroes Return, you're you're kind of in the 2000s already. Yes, right, exactly. So like the '90s doesn't even like leak into the 2000s that much. It's well, I mean, yeah. again, we're we're talking about this in like critical reception. Because we're talking about it like, yeah, the 90s is over. And I just pointed out that, like, the top 50 comics of this year are still the image-style X-Men comics that are going on. So, like, yeah. who knows? Um, but are it, they really still image-style? That, that's a good point, that, yeah. They might, I mean, they're more like... since you've read X-Men, and I feel like they, they are probably going to start leaning into the, like, yeah, beginning of 2000 style. Stuff we've seen, like, Joe Majorera, people like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, um who like who writes who's writing x-men in like 1998 1999 i mean it's probably still scott lobdell i think yeah yeah we, he, you know what i, I kind of like scott lobdell's um like his writing uh and let's we, see alan davis joe casey is on uncanny x-men and then ooh. mainline oh, yeah, x-men. Alan davis x-men yeah and then mainline is uh i don't know it's, it's tough to i'm trying to figure this out on the fly yeah um, I can't, I, I can't even remember what the last X-Men stuff we read was. Oh, it was Onslaught. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fabian Nikieza. Nikieza, not Nikki. Not Nikki. Because I think the last X-Men thing I really, really liked was um, Ge- Gen- Generation X. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. That's, that's yeah, something I was really interested in. So I might, Mar- do you I might see Marvel Unlimited added a bunch of that this, this week? 
Ooh, interesting. Yeah, they just added a bunch more of that 90s stuff. Okay, I'll check that uh, out. Let me see if we got any more questions we can get to. Um, let's see, we got some sports questions that were clearly for Dave. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we can try answering them and fail. Uh, Tim asked, who had the best year in 1998? Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Kurt Busiak, or Ken Starr? <laughs> That's pretty funny. I know uh, one of those names. <laughs> Mark McGuire and Sammy. I do know this. This is because it was such a big deal. The It was like the home run record was trying. There was like the home run competition between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa was in 1998. Um, yeah. And uh, they were, I, I can't remember, one of them like took the record and like i think the record kept getting traded back and forth between them something like that okay um i remember I, that even like, honestly, as a kid i saw that list on the slack and i thought because kurt basic was in there i thought there were like all comics creators that i wasn't aware of mm, okay <laughs> that's pretty funny um yeah 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 and then uh ken star was someone uh the the lawyer for bill clinton during like the monica Lewinsky scandal oh okay um that i do know <laughs> anyway so i'll say uh mark mcguire although i do think he was using steroids at the time and has since had like that um like record taken away from him i'm not sure uh okay uh big daddington aka dave our co-host right <laughs> writes what's it like <laughs> knowing your host prime just biked across the state of iowa and is one of the most preeminent athletes of our time um gross i don't like it uh i'm just <laughs> too too this is, mus- this too is a comic podcast strong. how yeah. dare you be, be <laughs> how dare you bring athletics into this mm-hmm. yeah disgusting um justin writes how familiar are each of you with the max line of comics and what if any are you interested in checking out i know of alias fury max and punisher max but apparently there's a ton yeah, of, I know stuff. of punisher oh was alias max mm-hmm. yeah which that? is like okay. gonna be a problem when we get to it because we clearly are gonna want to read alias but we won't yeah. be able to without going outside of Marvel Unlimited because none of this stuff is on Marvel. Is it? Is Alias not on Marvel Unlimited? It's not because it's Max because they don't they don't put any of the Max. I don't know if it's a like rights thing if they don't actually own the rights to it or I I know some of the like mature stuff they don't want to put on Marvel Unlimited yeah. because like they'll have to put a mature tag on the app I think on like the Android and iPhones. Um, like the stores okay. i'm not sure if that's actually the reason that's something i heard a while ago um but yeah uh, i'm not so sure I, I haven't read any of it and i'm excited or i'm interested in alias and i'm interested in punisher max even though i've heard punisher max is bad um yeah i mean that's, i'm, uh, I'm really interested in punisher like overall <laughs> but yeah alias garth is, garth ennis garth ennis does punisher max which i hear people don't like but then he also does i think it's just plain old punisher when he does the welcome back frank it's like punisher volume three uh and that yeah. i really like so that i'm excited and that's like silly punisher like it's really goofy um and stupid violent so i think like that's really fun i hope we read that i'm sure we'll have to read that in 2000 that's uh that all comes out in 2000 so um but then like punisher max i think it's like a few years later and that is just supposed to be like grim and nasty instead of like yeah kind of playful um, I think I think I used yeah. to mix up Max and Marvel Knights in my head because mm, they, okay, they have sure. similar, maybe not purposes, but vibes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, more, I, I know what you mean. More hardcore side of Marvel. You know what's yeah, funny about Marvel Knights is there is an actual series called Marvel Knights, um, which is like a team up. I think that rings a bell. 
That's isn't it like similar to the the like what Defenders on Netflix was? Like yeah, those it's kind of terrible. Teaming up, it's really terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I read it. It's um, who's on this team? It's Punisher, Daredevil, and Black Widow, and they're fighting. I can't remember. I just remember them fighting like demons underground or something. Yeah, it's really it's really bad stuff. Um, it's been a long time since I read it, but great. It's no good. I don't think we're even going to read it. It's not like necessary or anything. Um, yeah. I guess Dave has some of it in 2000. Maybe that's a different series. But, uh, I think... Oh, one more question. Um, skipping all the, <laughs> the nonsense questions. Oh, what have you named? Have you named any of the koi in your pond? This one's for me. Um, we had a, f- a round of koi fish in our pond that got eaten last winter. <laughs> And, um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they Rose came out one morning to find a heron standing in the middle of our pond, uh, clearly oh, having yeah. just like eaten all of our fish, like a huge, like three and a half foot tall blue heron or something. I don't know if it was yeah. blue, but um, which is pretty cool to have a heron in your backyard, but less cool that they ate all our fish. Um, and we did name them, and let me see. Um, one was Koi Boy, <clears throat> one was Bon Carp <laughs> from uh, One Piece. We had Bon Carp. And one was, um, I don't remember. I think those are the two I remember, Koi Boy and Bon Carp. Anyway, uh, we have six now. Our landlord brought us a bunch more uh, to take care of, and we have, like, coverage for them and places for them to hide, but we didn't name them because it's too painful. So I can't lose them again. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Justin says, here's a comic-y one. What classic superhero arc- arch-villain would you be interested in seeing them do a 180 and becoming a hero, at least for a while, and join the Avengers? I have a good answer for this one, uh, if you don't have anything off the top of your head. I mean, it's not an arch-villain, but we... The Batroc, like, from... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that, was that's almost a missed there opportunity. At the yeah. end of... Uh, uh, what's his name? Ma- uh, Grunwald's run, and it just didn't happen. Sergeant, Sergeant U.S., something like that. That character's Sergeant name. Sergeant U.S.? U.S. Major, agent? Major America, something? I don't... Mm. What's his name? What are you talking about? You, you couldn't remember Captain America's name, and I was trying. I was no, I couldn't remember Mark Grunwald's name. Oh, oh! <laughs> I thought you were forgetting. You were like at the end of that no. book with the guy with the blue and the, the red and the white. Yeah, the guy with the what? It's like what is it? A a shield of some sorts, I guess. Some kind of pot lid on his arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I I agree. Batrock at the uh, the front of that would be very fun. Um, my yeah. answer is the Absorbing Man. I love that guy. Uh, I'm like, Ooh. every time he shows up in a comic, I'm interested. His powers are, like, very fun. I like that yeah. he can stand, like, up against Thor. Um, like, those Jack Kirby Thor comics, I think, like, the first Absorbing Man comics, there's, like, a three-issue arc or something with him in the 60s. Really fun. I, like, really like that guy. So every time he shows up as, like, a minor villain, I'm I'm on board. Um, have, yeah, so Absorbing Have you Man. read Saladin Ahmed's um, Black Bolt? I have not, no. It's like a 2018 or something uh, miniseries, and Absorbing Man has a fun role in that, so I think you would like it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd yeah. like, I mean, I like interesting, like, villain, you know, hero turns. Like, um, James Tynan the yeah. Fourth's Detective Comics run uh, is like about a bat team rather than just Batman. Um, I love that run so much. That run's incredible. Yeah. And uh, one of the best parts about it is that Clayface is on the team, and uh, Clayface's, Ooh, like, yeah. hero turn is really good it's really really interesting and it, like he has interesting powers and they're used better than they've ever been as him like being a hero so yeah i mean me. i guess my answer is a thing that 
kind of happens, but then is undone is Sandman. I wish Sandman stayed a hero because there's a lot of hero turns that just don't stick. Sandman. And Sandman is who one the hell? Who's Sandman? The Spider-Man villain. Oh yeah, I was thinking Sandman of like Neil Gaiman's Sandman, and then I was no, like, no, no it can't be that. Sandman. It must be the like the no, DC no. Golden Age one. I was really confused. Yes, yeah, yeah, I no, no, I agree. He's, he's pretty fun. He's really fun in the Avengers. Like him yelling at. I think Hawkeye for making fun of Spider-Man. He's being like, no, Spider-Man is a better guy than you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a great little moment in that uh, um, in that comic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Loki is kind of that in the 2020s, and I, I really like the, the Loki turn. Um, huh, that's a good question. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of instances where it's like villains allying themselves with heroes, but not mm-hmm. necessarily making a turn. Like Doom is always the best example yeah yeah um, oh you know who'd be fun i wish I, magneto didn't go back and forth between the two well so you know what we now nah, i don't mind him going back and forth i mean we get plenty of it it's not like i don't know th- there's this like impulse and I'm, I'm not saying you're doing this but like impulse of like you know magneto turned good for six years and now he's bad i'm like ugh, bummer like i loved magneto as a good guy and i'm like yeah you got six years of it right like the comics cha- like you, you get that with well i can't ruin it but the thing that uh, One More Day undoes, where people are like, yeah. this was a great development and undid it. And I'm like, yeah, but you had it for a really long time. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. But I think the problem with Magneto is that he can't really work again as a full-on villain. Like, mm-hmm. he, he always has to be... And I'm not saying just always keep him as as a full-on hero, but he, he kind of has to be always kind of the anti-hero or anti-villain. Like, a, yeah. not neutral yeah, yeah. party, but someone... That's well, neither full hero and f- full villain, and I think sometimes they try to make him go back to full villain, and I, I don't think that ever works. Well, yeah, they're and I mean they're gonna, and they never really want to make him like Carnage, right? Like you'll never see Carnage join the Avengers, yeah, because he just slaughters everybody, <laughs> right? Well, like, <laughs> okay, well, can't wait for twenty fourteen. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I I guess you know maybe they they. I was going to say, don't want Magneto to get, like, too evil, because in that case, you know, they can't yeah. <laughs> uh, revert that to have him join a team again, but maybe that's that's not true. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see, anything else? Oh, uh, Taskmaster. I love Taskmaster, and I think, like, Ooh, both his attitude and his powers, I think, would be, yeah. like, a really fun addition on a small hero team. <clears throat> Yeah, especially like him being able to like replicate the other heroes' abilities, like while he's fighting side by side with them. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a good kind of power set that's really villainous. I mean, that's always used for villains, and that, that would be interesting on the on the hero side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. I guess I'm just struggling to to think of Avengers villains. <laughs> well, don't worry, Charlotte. <laughs> I came up with many good answers. Good so yeah, thank you. Very you much. can you can. This is how it feels uh, <laughs> when this is a, <laughs> usually it's the opposite where someone asks a question and you are like off listing many good examples and many good jokes and puns and I'm tongue tied. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess most of the like because I had some ideas, but every time it's like, oh, what well, kind of happens? And I don't want to spoil people. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I think they want you know he was asking for like what you would like rather than what you already like and know exists. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it would work, but Kingpin, Kingpin taking a hero, like not a hero turn, but trying to, I don't know, go over the hero side in some way would be interesting. But I don't think he'd ever like actually go full hero. But I don't know. Maybe kind of in a Thunderbolts way that would be interesting. 
Yeah, I can't see. It would have to be something. I mean, his motivations. <clears throat> like, I don't know what his motivations would be. You know, that's yeah. like, that's the kind of tricky part. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like sometimes when, like, there's a, do you ever read that issue of Amazing Spider-Man from like, I think the mid 2000s? I'm not sure. I read it when I was a teenager where like, there's a um, a poker game between all the like New York City heroes. It's like Spider-Man and I think the thing and I, I don't remember who else is there. Um, and Kingpin crashes it to play. It's like a superhero poker game that they play, you know, like once a year or something. And Kingpin yeah. shows up and like basically like says he wants to play in the stakes so that he'll donate like this massive amount of money to charity if he loses. But if he wins, like Spider-Man has to do something embarrassing, something like that. Okay. And like, that's it, interesting. No, it's I, really I fun. Like all that. the heroes, he like yeah. bullies the heroes into letting him sit down and play poker with them. Um, yeah, it's a super fun issue. Uh let me, okay, let me, I'm curious. Let me look that up because it, it's a fun. I I haven't read it in uh, in a long time, but let's see. Yeah, it's a Paul Jenkins Spectacular Spider-Man issue. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man oh, yeah. twenty-one. Yeah, from two thousand. I, I just realized every every listener, every fan out there is screaming at their phone or computer mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. to stay Stiltman. Stiltman uh, well, should be I, in Avengers. He he's <laughs> the greatest hero. I like the I like the way you said Stiltman. Stiltman. <laughs> Stiltman. Uh, yeah, Stiltman. Stiltman has been. He was brought up in the Slack, and I chose to ignore yeah. it um, because that's stupid oh, and dumb. And uh, anyone who thought about it is stupid and dumb, and shouldn't be a listener anymore. So goodbye to those listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they just left. Um, I want to talk about a movie, Charlotte. It's the uh, the the most gay movie of 2022, um, and it's called Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh-huh. Have you have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> uh no it is not <laughs> thor love and thunder it's fire island did you watch this movie yet uh no i don't know what that is are you not aware of fire island okay um I fire island is fire a island? uh it's written and the main actor is joel kim booster who's a comedian who i, I know from twitter like he's pretty popular on twitter <laughs> and uh I, I think that's like really how he kind of spread got his name out there he's been a comedy writer for a while he has a comedy special on netflix this year it is a Re, it's an adaptation of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, but takes place on a New York uh, vacation spot called Fire Island with a group of um, four gay like friends who go on five gay friends who go on vacation together, and it's Pride and Prejudice. And so instead of like the five sisters, the Bennett sisters, it's these five gay men who are there on vacation, and it's just like. It, it's very gay. Uh, it's very funny. It's really sharp um, of an adaptation. If you like Pride and Prejudice, like it's one of the most like interesting and like vital adaptations of that book of like moving it to modern day that I've seen. Um, and I had <laughs> such a blast with it. I kind of thought I was not that excited about watching it. I thought it looked okay, and then I like absolutely yeah. fell head over heels for it. I think a big part of it is the adaptation part. Like I think it's such a good adaptation. Of Pride and Prejudice. I mean, it loses the language of Pride and Prejudice. They're not doing that. Like, it's a, it's kind of rom-com jokes and stuff. But, like, okay. really good chemistry between the, <laughs> the... There's the two main sets of men. The uh, the Elizabeth and the Darcy. And then Elizabeth's sister and the guy that she falls for. Darcy's best friend. I can't remember their names. Um, really good chemistry between all four of those men. Like, or the couples. Um, and also, it's just, like, refreshing to, you know, like... Watch Marvel movies that are just like, oh my god, we made the most gay thing ever because we like had two rocks hold hands, um, <laughs> and then like 
watch a movie yeah. that's just you know like absolutely reveling and un unashamedly <laughs> like bathing in uh, gayness yeah um okay that's interesting it's really fun yeah, and it's, I don't it's know also that just it can fun, be as good but... as pride and prejudice and zombies but um well <laughs> i'll see oh my god charlotte charlotte <laughs> Uh, turning her back on queerness uh, over uh, with <laughs> for zombies g- for genre genre fair. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, it's okay, on Hulu. That, that, that um, sounds fun. Okay, yeah, right now, yeah. Well, so I I would definitely recommend anyone who likes Pride and Prejudice and wants like a really fun rom com. Um, go check it out. It's playing on Hulu. Yeah, I have to say I couldn't stop laughing at, at the beginning of your speech because I know you said modern day. But it came out as modern gay on my end. Yeah, I did say modern gay, and that's a funny okay, joke. Okay, you did that, say modern gay, okay. No, I didn't. I, I, I just want to take credit for that joke. <laughs> um, Great. Yeah. Uh, I also saw a note that you haven't you... seen. Uh, no, I haven't seen. Yeah. No, but I mean, go ahead. Do your, do your nope speech. Uh, well, let me tell you and everybody what nope is about. Uh, is that okay? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I... definitely. Uh, everyone uh, just... Put the the podcast on mute, and I'm just gonna leave the. the I will not uh, spoil. Nope. I will not spoil. <laughs> nope. It was good. Thank it's good. you. I uh, Jordan Peele's yeah. a great director. Um, as good as um, us and uh, no. What's the other one? Get out. No. Get out. No. No. I I think it's like clearly the weakest of the three. But like okay, that that's such a high bar. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's still very. It, it's it's just a little um, like those those both those movies I think are really really tight. Um, both like in plotting and pacing and like theming um, are very like tight packages. And this is just like a little more messy, a little shaggier, but like in interesting ways, like ways that I, I am not like uh, the more, I, the more I've sat with it too, the more I've like found to appreciate and the more I've talked about it. So like, and, and yeah. also like, even if like thematically it's a little shaggy, like it's just so entertaining. Like he's just such a good director in the vein of like Spielberg and Carpenter and Hitchcock and like, He's uh he's incredible. So yeah, really uh really yeah. good. Yeah, I really can't good wait. Stuff. Can't wait for that too. I think it's yeah. out in like a week in France. So I mean, you you out. don't have that yet, but you did get to see the new Park Chan Wook movie, which I am yeah, furious I about. I'm so I mean, that's, mad. That's, that that's you our vengeance for for having everything everywhere all at once, only in late August. That's so which strange. Is, I mean, you can find it at this point <sighs> online. Like it. It, it's already I out. Know, but it's out on disc I've waited here. so long. Right. Like I'll wait to see it in the in the in the theaters. But yeah, yeah I guess so. I did. I didn't catch it yet. I haven't seen it in theaters yet. So I've just been wow. waiting to to rent the uh, uh, Blu-ray. Um, but, but yeah, yeah dis- decision dis- to, decision to leave the the latest production work was very very good. <sighs> I made the mistake. Like it's two hours and twenty minutes, and I made the mistake of watching it very sleep deprived, <laughs> and it's kind of a slow movie. Um, mm. But yeah, ve- very, very good movie. Ugh, it's not coming out um, here till October. Ugh! October, <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, anyway, what were you going to say? Sorry, you were going to talk about something. No, I, 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 oh, one, two, it? three. <laughs> just okay. a very, very good movie. I, I hadn't seen, I thought I'd seen others of these of his movies, but I hadn't. Mm. Uh, so now I'll be sure to check that out. You well, if know, anyone wants to check out. You've any... recommended a few of, uh, yeah. Yeah, if anyone wants to check out any Park Chan-wook movies, uh, he's the director of Old Boy. Uh, that's probably his most famous. But I think one of his most accessible ones, um, it's on Amazon Prime here because it's an Amazon Prime movie, uh, is The Handmaiden. Um, that's his most recent, besides this new one, Decision to Leave. And uh, The Handmaiden's like such an excellent, like fun little erotic thriller heist movie. It's it's all, a ton of different things all mis- mixed together. Um it's it's excellent so but yeah okay 
decision to leave. Oh, and uh, speaking of TV movies, Charlotte yesterday uh, recommended The Bear to me, which I, I have had recommended to me by a few yes. other people. Yeah, Tiffany Babb and my wife, <laughs> Tiffany Babb came to visit and uh, my wife had watched it and the two of them just spent like all this time together talking about how hot the main guy is, Jeremy Allen White. <laughs> and I was like, no way, I've seen this man. He's not a hot man. He looks like he's always having like allergies. <laughs> like he's always suffering from an allergy <laughs> attack. Um, he is not an attractive man at all. And then I watched the show and I'm like, he's incredibly hot. It's wild. He, it's, yeah, it's, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. I, I mean, I watched like four minutes of the show and I was like, oh, I'm wrong. Like this is a very very hot man. Uh, although I do think that um, Eben Moss Backrack, I think is how you say his name, um, the guy who plays. Um, Richie, cousin? his cousin. No. Yeah, his cousin. I yeah. think he's hotter. I think he's the, the hotter one. I don't uh, know. I mean, he's worse in the show. Anyway, so the bear is a yeah, show. Yeah, I think it's... like the way they're presented in the show, definitely the main character is the hottest one. Um, but well, yeah, yeah in, in that he's show, not the, the most yeah. nasty, homophobic, <laughs> you know, jerk. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that guy, that guy also is on Girls. He's so funny in Girls. He's... Um, yeah, he's incredible in that. He also is a very unappealing guy in that show, but in a totally different way. Um, he's a guy who, like, <laughs> like picks up an acoustic guitar, starts playing, and then, like, starts crying immediately. <laughs> um, in, okay. And Girls, he's he's great. Girl, God, I gotta revisit Girls. That show is, that show is so good. Um, Lena Dunham has, like, done her absolute, like, she's tried her hardest to make me not want to watch that show again, <laughs> but, like, that show's too yep. good. Um, anyway, the bear is a uh, it's show about uh, cooking in an Italian like sandwich shop in Chicago, and uh, and it's like very inside scoop on like what it's like to work in kitchens, and it's a guy who comes from like high cuisine into a more <laughs> kind of a nasty everyday yeah, lunch. It's very, sandwich it's very shop. kitchen nightmares, but as as a drama. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 weirdly very funny. It's it's really um, funny. It's so sharp. The writing is like yeah. really sharp, and the delivery is is really good. Um, I mean, the performances are all really good. A- Ao Adabiri, who people might know from like podcasts, <laughs> she's like an alt comedian. It's it's really strange seeing her in this role. Um, she has a podcast called Iconography that I used to listen to. It's pretty good, and I've heard her on Ooh, Blank okay. Check. Like, visit. She left a big impression on me on like one episode of Blank Check that I listened to. But she's on this, and she's excellent. And uh, yeah, it's just like it's very fun. It's only eight episodes long for the first season, and. Uh, I've been kind of resisting for a couple of weeks, and then Charlotte. I was like, hey, if Charlotte even watched it, that's uh, that's kind of odd. I like, can't say if that's a compliment or an insult. Well, you. I mean, you don't. <laughs> I, I, both. <laughs> I, I could be totally wrong about this. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you don't like venture very far out of like genre stuff, like superhero, supernatural, fantasy no, TV that's, show. That's fair. I, I try to be better at that, but that's that is kind of true. So like m- when something grabbed you that's not that, I'm like, oh. But then again, like also my wife has been telling me for weeks, like, you have to watch this. <laughs> um I just have like infinite yeah. amounts of TV that I'm interested in watching, but I just watch movies yeah. instead. But I mean, yeah. best selling point on the bear, it's eight episodes. Every one of them is like less than 30 minutes, except the last one. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to watch through. Yeah, the, I started yesterday I and I'm three episodes through. Eight, seventh or eighth episode is a complete masterpiece. I can't wait for you to, to get there. I, I heard about uh, the yeah. what they do, and I'm actually already resistant yeah. to it because I, I kind of hate that gimmick. But uh, I mean, we can just say it's one shot, right? I don't. 
think that's yeah like, it's one shot for the whole episode and it's i hate that gimmick. descent into Ugh. madness that's really really well okay done. sometimes that like can be um like functionally a uh like like additive to the experience so i, I can see that maybe yeah. adding to the experience of like chaos and stress um like i'm trying to think of good oneers like children of men has some really good unbroken long shots that add to like the tension of the scene but like even that is somewhat gimmicky uh true detective has that one like 12 minute segment at one episode in the first season that does just like heighten the um the tension i think really well but then a movie like is it 1914 or 1917 1917 um, yeah. i hate it i hate that movie it's just like that whole movie is so show-offy in the way they do that <laughs> i think it's just like i mean editing is like a fundamental part of filmmaking <laughs> you know like editing is yeah. such a, a huge part of the language of film that removing it uh i think you, you don't get what you take away from it i think it's just kind of a show-offy like look at me look what we can do even god of war that game does like the thing where it's like we trick you into thinking it's one long unbroken camera shot and i'm like yeah but for what like i don't know just so i can say like oh cool that's one long shot <laughs> I yeah i don't know i think like, it, it works really well in in the bear yeah okay yeah i'm excited to see it i mean i i generally don't like well i hate this episode because it's doing that like 1917 i don't really like but that's also because it <laughs> treats world war one like a freaking video game um <laughs> and it's kind of disgusting but uh yeah yeah i'm sure it's fine in the bear but anyway yeah the bear lots of fun um and uh and then after that i gotta get back to for all mankind someone the slack has been telling me for years <laughs> basically to watch for all mankind and oh, yeah. uh and he's been it's been driving him crazy that i haven't watched it i watched the first episode <laughs> and quite liked it and then <laughs> didn't go back to it so um yeah. that, that was a Ooh. fun uh sci-fi show Okay, yeah. Something uh, I literally just finished watching, like an hour before we started recording, is The Boys. I mm, just finished season mm-hmm. three. Really, really good show. I'm, I, I am curious about reading the comics. Like, I know they're far from as good and as tight, but I, I'm just curious from like where it all comes from. Um, yeah, the the show is a very, very well like tight and. Yeah, that's, there's not many flows or, like, big thing where I'm like, oh, I wish they'd done that difference, which is kind of Im- impressive after mm-hmm. three whole seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very good show. Very, like, very sharp satire in a way that's kind of rare, <laughs> especially hmm, for uh, a show done by Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon's got good stuff. They can they can be hit or miss, but Amazon sometimes yeah. does good. They have a better track yeah. record than, like, Netflix, I think. Um. Yeah, yeah the the boys the comic is because I I really like Garth Ennis's I mean the preacher or not the preacher preacher I've talked about a lot on the show I really like preacher and I think it still holds up like Ennis has a really like sometimes juvenile and like edgy um, sense of humor that sometimes falls really flat and there's definitely stuff in preacher that like falls flat now and like fall, fell flat then um, that just falls on the wrong side of like nasty yeah. Um, the boys, I think, just absolutely tips over into, like, the wrong side of that stuff. Like, it's... Yeah. It, the comic just, like, it's really... It's really grimy and gross and unappealing. And I keep kind of wanting to, like, go back and finish it. Because I've never really given it more of, a, like, a shot than 10, 12 issues or something. Um, 
So yeah, if you if you read it and you're just like, well, this sucks, don't don't write off preacher at least is my my takeaway. From yeah, this. and um, don't write off preacher and don't write off the the show because I think the show. Yes, oh, I've heard that a million stuff. times. Like if the show was as yeah, nasty as the comics, then no one would be reading. I mean, it. No it one is, would be. It is nasty, it. but you never stop caring. Like it is nasty in some moments, or like very gory, very like yeah. Oh but sure, right, yeah. You never stop, like, they find a very good heart to, mm. to the characters. Like, you, you, you care about them a lot, even, like, the worst pieces of S. I mean... Um, the, yeah, it's <laughs> very, very good. Pieces of S. It, I mean, the, the boys' comic <laughs> reminds me a little, like, of the Jeff Loeb Ultimate stuff, where it's just, like... Ooh, yeah, okay. There's nothing to cling to. Yikes. All it, Like, it's just cynical and... It's like Mark Miller at his worst, or Jeff Loeb at his worst. It's 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 right up there with that kind of stuff. So it's really Jeff interesting. Loeb that's why, like, normal, but yeah. when the show came out, I was like, "Well, I'm not interested in that. Like, that's not going to work." Um, and then it started getting like rave reviews, and people love it. So yeah, it's it's definitely on my yeah. to watch list. There's just infinite amounts of television out there. So I just you yeah, know, I, and I don't make that much time for TV, so it's tough. But yeah, the boys. I, I think the boys is one of those shows that I'm kind of waiting for it to be done. Um, and then I'll like catch up with it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to it at some point. Same with Doom Patrol; that's another show that I haven't watched yet, and it's like yeah, I'm Doom very... Patrol. I watched season one while while it was coming out, and I I need to go back to to watch the the I think two that have come out since. Mm, okay, yeah, there's a yeah, there's second and third season out, and they re- renewed for yeah. a fourth. So, um, anything else? Anything else you want to chat about? Um, no. Not really. Um, okay. Oh, uh, San Diego beat Chicago last night, uh, one to zero in uh, the NWSL soccer league, women's soccer. So I just want to say, <laughs> suck it. If Dave. you hadn't said soccer, I could never have guessed what yeah. you were talking about. <laughs> just want to just put that out there because it's a uh, slight against Dave specifically um, that my team wow. beat his team and uh, that I'm better and my city's better than his city. So. Actually, it was very exciting. We um we just recruited. They they went through all these, all these like rules exceptions to recruit a seventeen year old to the team, um like straight out of high school. She might even still be like finishing high school. I'm not sure, but she didn't have to go through college soccer, uh, which is generally what they have to do to draft somebody. But they made an exception yeah. for this girl. She's been in the news for a month. She finally got to San Diego, and she got to debut yesterday. They started her, um, on her de- first game. They like she started the game and she got a goal, which is incredible. It's so exciting. She got yeah, the game winning goal like at 17 years old at um, I think it's Soldiers Field in Chicago, which is like a very big noted stadium. So like really, really exciting to see like a 17 year old just have like the coolest debut ever. Um, it was really awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Football, soccer, cool. whatever. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I'll trust you on that. I haven't watched a game of soccer since. 2012, something yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Also, I, I mean, the nice thing about women's soccer, I think I've talked about this already, is that, like, above men's soccer is that they also date each other. Um, so you get, yeah. like, so we just we just traded uh, a player, one of our players, we traded with the, a player from the Portland Thorns. And the player that we got from Portland is already, like, dating one of our players. So it's like they got traded <laughs> and now she gets to move here and, like, play with her girlfriend, which is so sweet okay. and, like... Uh, it's yeah. really it's really fun. So you get that added layer of stuff, uh, like in women's soccer. I mean, I'm sure they are gay men's football players, but I don't think it's quite as like uh, out in the open. It's very like embraced and very um, you know open here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
gayer uh, than Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, I just slightly though. <laughs> I mean, because like that movie was so gay, so gay. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? Uh, no. Oh, one question. Uh, yeah. I know you really like uh, James Tynion. Tynion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how mm-hmm. did I pronounce that? It's, it's James I... Tynion. Yeah. Tynion. Yeah. I was in Brussels like two weeks ago, and I found all si- nine volumes of The Woods uh, for like mm-hmm. 18 euros. Have you read oh, yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Is that no, good? I haven't. I, I read, I think, the first two issues and then haven't picked it up okay. again. Yes. Now, now I have all of them. Ah, I got cool. them for really cheap, so I'll, I'll be able to read that. I know. I mean, I think that was his like breakout. Um, that yeah. or was it the Backstagers? I can't remember which one came first. Um, that came first. I'm looking now. Uh, yeah, The Woods, I think, was like his breakout comic with Boom Studios. And uh, okay. I mean, he, yeah, and then he started doing, like, random stuff for DC. I think it might have been Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was, like, really his big, like, superhero debut, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, very good. It's a very solid comic. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't gone back to read that yet, but I, I, okay. I'd i be interested, too. I mean, he's got he's done a ton of DC comics, too. And the only thing I've really read of his from DC is... Um, the detective comics run so i mean he's yeah, been i don't think i've ever read his like big two work i mean big two only dc he i don't think yeah. he's ever done anything for marvel N- he did uh, like yeah, I'm curious. a death of wolverine issue and an amazing x-men issue that's it like one of each okay <laughs> but he has tons of dc stuff like he did uh, uh the dark avengers stuff what's that called not avengers uh the dark justice... avengers no dark avengers uh justice league dark and um okay, yeah he did a bunch of that. He did... Uh, and then, obviously, he was the Batman writer for, like, four years or yeah. something. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, interesting guy. I have to I have to dive yeah. into that Batman stuff. But to do that, I want to read... Um, what's his face? Uh, oh, my God. The Mr. Miracle guy. Um, Ooh, Tom his... King? Yeah, Tom King. I want to read Tom King's Batman run first, because that's, like, what leads right into James Tynan's run but i've tried that batman run and i don't like it very much uh it's yeah. it's okay I, but it's uh it's a little grim dark for me um yeah that's how much of a dc fan i'm not that i don't think i've read any batman since scott snyder like the the cult of owl stuff that's like mm-hmm. what 2014 yeah. something like that yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah it was a while ago um yeah tom king is so hit or miss for me i love some of his stuff and other stuff leaves me yeah pretty cold but yeah uh, anyway, go check out Wind. Also, still everybody. Uh, I go I, read have, Wind. I started reading it. I need to keep going, but I, I have the third so volume. Yeah, yeah. There's only three volumes out right now. He he takes his time with it. It, yeah. it comes out like four issues a year or something. It's pretty slow, but okay, that's great. All right. Uh, thank you everyone nice. for listening. If you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/MyMarvelousYear and get access to our master spreadsheet for a dollar a month. 1998 is a great place to jump into. My mom is here, so if you have any oh, friends Patreon. who you think... <laughs> what did I say? No, sorry. You what, said what it's you... a great place to jump into, and I completed into our Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> 1998 is a great place to start giving me cold hard cash. Money! Um, yeah, money, please. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> uh, and actually, better than that, because, you, you know, you might already be giving us money. Get your friends to give us money. Um, 1998 is a great place to point people if they're like... I've always kind of wanted to read comics. It's a much easier place for like non-comic heads to start reading Marvel comics than uh, yeah. I mean, we're getting into like the, 1962 the era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like I think it's a lot more palatable to a lot of people. So like yeah, uh, if you have any friends, please recommend the show to them. It's a 
good place to jump in. Uh, Reviews on Apple Podcast are always welcome, and we we love to read every one of those. And our music is by Disasterpiece. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. And Charlotte, thank you for recording a great episode of My Marvelous Year with me. Thank you. Yeah. Psych! (laughs) The whole episode. The whole episode was was a a friggin' (laughs) prank. I gotcha. Nothing I said was in earnest this entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You didn't mean it when you said you liked the bear? When you said you liked Fire Island? Everything. Literally every sentence was carefully calculated to be the opposite of what I actually (laughs) believe. (laughs) (laughs) Including this one. (gasps) All right. See you next year. See you next year. Yeah. (laughs) 